அலமதுல்லாஹிஃபாஸ்லாமுலாஹிஸ்லாம் التائب من الذنب كمن لا ذنب له او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فسبحان الله يا كرام بدرس الندرس الله تعالی's grace and mercy is limitless and out of this limitless and infinite grace and mercy of Allah تعالی Allah تعالی creates opportunities for his bandas for his servants to make amends to come back to return to Allah Taala Allah Taala loves his servants Allah Taala wants the best for them but there's a system there's a procedure and the one who fulfills that procedure Allah Taala's grace is showered upon him the mubarak occasions that come about this the month of ramadan the 15th of shaaban other occasions in the year so these mubarak occasions that come was this any obligation on allah taala that he should create such an opportunity such an occasion where his servants will do very minimal and gain tremendously great rewards they'll perform one nafil act and they'll get the reward of one farz they'll perform one farz they'll get the reward of 70 faraiz they'll decide one subhanallah they'll get the reward of performing one farz action was this compulsory on allah taala nauzubillah was allah taala obligated in any way allah taala should create such an opportunity that a person in that time would make these little efforts and be rewarded so much this was not in any way any obligation on allah taala allah taala is beyond anything being obligatory on him so this is ihsan his fazl his karam that allah taala out of his grace provided such opportunities that every year the month of ramadan will come and likewise every year the 15th of shaaban will come and again such great virtues that the person on the 15th of shaaban it's a just a minimal effort and he can be receiving the tremendously great benefits of this night allah taala forgives countless souls more than the number of hair on the sheep of the tribe of bani kalb which was a tribe that was known for its numerous sheep nowadays small farmers sheep farmers somebody has a flock of few thousand somebody 5000 somebody 10000 can imagine what they might have had if they were so famous that nabi sallallahu used this as an example to show the great number so now on one sheep how much of wool how much of fiber would they be on it and the whole flock so obviously this is allah taala's favor his his ihsan his karam his fadl what is the whole objective the purpose allah taala servants should grab these opportunities insan is insan he's weak he forgets he sometimes gets deviated from the track so these become opportunities for him to come back allah taala created those opportunities that this little bit of effort this person will make and he'll come back <coughs> but while on the one hand these are such great opportunities at the same time allah taala has placed part of this system that my bandas my servants would be very eager to come back so since they would be very eager to come back they would also do whatever is necessary to come back and if one considers especially this 15th of shaaban that's coming the month of ramadan is on our doorstep already and barely two weeks before that comes the 15th of shaaban such a great time the month of ramadan a whole month of this magnitude 
And on its doorstep comes this occasion of the 15th of Shaban. Allah alone, His wisdom is infinite. We can't fathom the depth of anything, let alone the depth, we can't even hit the surface. But what comes to the heart and mind is Allah Ta'ala out of His grace created this opportunity of the 15th of Shaban so that the servants of Allah Ta'ala will use this as a clean-up moment. A person wants to pour something in a utensil, what is the first thing he does? He looks into it, is clean or not? If it's not clean, he doesn't want to pour anything in it. Let alone something very, very valuable, some really exquisite drink, something that's maybe thousand rands a liter, something, maybe zamzam, which is beyond price. Even just plain water also, he won't pour into a dirty utensil. If it's dirty, he wants to keep it aside, can't use it. So the utensil of the heart, Allah Ta'ala wants that the rahmat of Ramadan must pour in. But in order to give this banda the opportunity to clean the heart out, it appears Allah Ta'ala gave us right at the doorstep the 15th of Shaban. And where does this become very clear from? That such great virtues, that from the time Maghrib sets in and the times of the 15th night starts, then the angels are calling out and in the, in the Hadith Sharif it comes, Allah Ta'ala's special rahmat descends on the lowest heavens. Allah Ta'ala himself calls out, Hal min mustaghfirin fa'aghfirala Anybody seeking forgiveness, I may forgive him. Anybody seeking sustenance, I may grant him sustenance. Allah kaza, Allah kaza, hatta yatlu al-fajr. All the various needs of insan also Allah Ta'ala is calling out. It starts off with, Hal min mustaghfirin. Anybody seeking forgiveness, anybody there to cleanse himself out. Anybody there to return. So I am ready to shower that rahmat upon him. So this is this whole opportunity Allah Ta'ala gives us. But on such an auspicious occasion, such a great night, Nabi Islam explains there are various categories of people that are deprived of the mercy of that night. Often, unfortunately, what happens is that when these occasions come, then on the night that has come, that occasion has come, so we get to hear some virtues, we get to hear some of the details of that occasion, and that becomes like the ibadat of the time, that we gathered to hear something, and that was it. Beyond that, beyond that nothing, illa mashallah. At the most, beyond that, beyond that, some ibadat, alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah, very great. <coughs> but really understanding what that occasion is all about and doing what is required of us that is very often missed out the ibadat mashallah excellent and the more the better but on such an occasion there are so many things Nabi Islam has mentioned that people who get deprived of the mercy of this night now often we get to hear about it the nights on the night, and then that's where we forget about it too. And by the time we decide to start doing something about it, the occasion is gone. We say, well, next year now. Think about it next year. So this is something to acquaint ourselves with before time, and to do what is necessary before time, so that when the time comes, we are not deprived. When the time comes, we are ready, our utensil is ready to receive. So this aspect that <coughs> Allah Ta'ala has given us this opportunity to cleanse ourselves. We find that in the hadith what is mentioned, that various kinds of dirt, if this dirt exists, like the person now opens that, or picks up that cup, picks up that utensil, and he sees dirt in it, he's not prepared to pour anything, not even plain water into it. I can't pour anything in this. Allah Ta'ala wants to pour into our hearts what is beyond the whole universe. Allah Ta'ala wants it to be clean. There are certain kinds of dirt. If that dirt exists in that heart, it's not going to receive anything. It's going to be deprived. Now that is the aspect to ponder over. And that is the aspect to now take to heart and to clean the heart. 
For example, just inshallah these details we will hear again, but this is the whole objective of this discussion, that before time we start cleaning up. So that during the moment when that occasion arrives, our utensil is clean and ready to receive. We have removed the barriers that block that rahmat from coming, that block that maghfirat. So among the categories that Allah Ta'ala does not forgive, as Rasulullah Sallallahu explained, for example, in one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu says, إِلَّا لِمُشْرِكٍ أَوْ مُشَاحِمٍ One is a mushrik, person who commits shirk. One is open shirk, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, Alhamdulillah, we have iman, we are not involved in shirk, Allah Ta'ala's grace and His favor. Allah Ta'ala keep us on iman and take us on iman, Rises on the day of Qiyamah to the Iman. So that is the one level of shirk, which is the worst level, open shirk. The shirk that people ascribe partners to Allah Ta'ala, somebody is worshipping some inanimate things. Then there's another level of shirk also. And the mushrikin is general, so it will include everything. The shirk which Rabbi Salaam says, that is the thing I fear most on my ummah. A shirk khafi That very subtle shirk, which is riya, doing things for name and fame, gaining the recognition of dunya, for any ulterior purpose, the amal being done for other than Allah Ta'ala. That is a level of shirk as well. So this also will get included, this is something to make doba from, to make istighfar from, to cleanse our hearts out of this. So this is also one very serious dirt. Now that utensil has to be washed out. Then the second category in this hadith, Nabi Salaam says, Mushahin. Mushahin, a person who harbors malice. Now, this is a dirt. And such a serious dirt, that on such a great occasion, the person in whose utensil is this dirt of malice, Allah Ta'ala, mercy doesn't come in. That maghfirat doesn't come. Now, these are things which are often just taken for granted. So what? We'll worry about that when the time comes. Or we will have some explanation for it, which will try to justify the matter. That, well, this person, this is the kind of person he is, and this is what he deserves. If you look into the 15th of Shaban in particular, and as well as all the other great occasions, whether it is Laylatul Qadr, whether it is the night of the night of Eidul Adha, whether various other occasions, you'll find two things in all these occasions. One is restoring the relationship with Allah Ta'ala. For example, now Mushrik, he's cut himself off completely from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is giving the opportunity to come out of the shirk and restore your relationship with Allah Ta'ala. And you'll find the second thing simultaneously throughout in all these situations, the relationship with the servants of Allah Ta'ala. Relationship with Allah Ta'ala and relationship with the servants of Allah Ta'ala. The Qur'an Sharif also is filled with this. Right from the beginning of the Qur'an Sharif, Hudallil Muttaqeen. What is taqwa? Taqwa is his relationship with Allah Ta'ala. Wherever the Quran is saying, Allah Ta'ala is declaring that Ittaqullah. Ittaqullah, the translation of Ittaqullah generally is, or how it's generally done is, that fear Allah Ta'ala. But another translation of this is, which the Ahlullah translate as, Allah Ta'ala is saying, Ittaqullah, become the friends of Allah Ta'ala. Become the friends of Allah Ta'ala because in another ayat Allah Ta'ala himself says, In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. Friends of Allah Ta'ala, only the muttaqeen. So Allah Ta'ala is saying that adopt taqwa, it's an invitation to joining the friendship with Allah Ta'ala. So in the entire Quran Sharif, from beginning to end, taqwa, repeatedly taqwa. What is taqwa all about? Relationship with Allah Ta'ala. That relationship must be correct. If that relationship is affected, then everything else is affected. But then together with that, and next in line, is relationship with the servants of Allah Ta'ala. That too must be in order. 
If one is in order and the other is not in order, that too is still a very big problem. And if the first one is not in order, everything is gone. There's no hope of anything, no matter how well everything else can be. If the relationship with Allah Ta'ala is not in order, then a person can have the best relationship with the rest of the world. That's not going to help him. That's the primary thing, the relationship with Allah Ta'ala. But alongside and thereafter is the relationship with the servants of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has made this compulsory. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Allah Ta'ala has decreed upon you to worship none but Him immediately thereafter and to be kind to your parents. The relationship. Allah Ta'ala has decreed this. Has ordained it. This is a obligation from the side of Allah Ta'ala. Now, this is just one ayat, the relationship. Parents' relationship. In the 15th of Shaban, if you look into the ahadith, the categories that get deprived. Like we mentioned, mushrik, mushahin, the person harbors malice. Now, mushahin, malice, it breaks relationship. If there's malice, it's very hard to maintain a relationship. It'll break it. Then, aqun liwalidei. Somebody who is disobedient to his parents. Disobedience to parents breaks relationship. Then further now, this is a more confined relationship. Then it gets spread further. Qati'u rahimin. The person who breaks off family ties. It can be any family tie, but Nabi Islam is saying this person who breaks off family relationships, this person is also deprived. Now can we see to what extent this relationship? That one is the relationship with Allah Ta'ala, that is the taqwa throughout the Qur'an Sharif, taqwa. And the other is the relationship with the mankind, with the servants of Allah Ta'ala. Obviously, that relationship will be subject to that not affecting the relationship with Allah Ta'ala. Within that limit, within that framework, within that boundary. Now somebody in order to maintain that friendship, that relationship, he is breaking the relationship with Allah Ta'ala, then that doesn't count anywhere. But everywhere relationship, the person who breaks of family ties, deprived of this. Then we find in the Ahadi so much of emphasis. For example, مَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيُكْرِمْ ضَيْفَ The person has iman in Allah in the last day, should honor his guest. Now honoring the guest, the guest might be a stranger also. It might be somebody known. He might be a family person. He might be somebody who is just a friend. He might be anybody. But what does this ikram of the guest do? It builds relationships. The neighbor, Nabi Islam says that Jibreel he came and emphasized the rights of the neighbor to such an extent that a person must be good to his neighbor, must be kind to his neighbor, must honor his neighbor, and so many things about the neighbor that I was now just anticipating that very soon this command from Allah Ta'ala will come that if a person passes away, the neighbor will inherit in his estate. I thought this would come very soon. Because this was the extent of the emphasis about the rights of the neighbor. Now what is this? This is a relationship. Because the person is a neighbor, Allah Ta'ala emphasized that person's right in the Qur'an Sharif. وَالْجَارِذِ الْقُرْبَى وَالْجَارِ الْجُنُبِ وَالصَّاحِلِ بِالْجَمْبِ وَابْنِ السَّبِيلِ Relationships. So whether it's parents, whether it's children, whether it's a neighbor, whether it's the person who is a traveling companion, that traveling companion now, there's a degree of relationship for the duration of the journey. Maybe after that we might never see him the rest of our life. person is traveling somewhere, and wherever he's going now, somebody you don't know who he might end up sitting next to. But for that duration that he is sitting next to somebody, that person has rights also. That he does not cause any taklif to him, he does not disturb him, he, whatever is within his capacity, he'll be kind to him, he'll do whatever is necessary to make that journey a little bit more pleasant and comfortable for the neighbor also. That's the neighbor sitting next to him. So that extent, Allah Ta'ala has emphasized this relationship. Now when it comes to these occasions, like the 15th of Shaban, you can see this relationship being highlighted. 
How? By putting forward the disaster that will come if these relationships are disrupted. That Aqun liwalidei, the person who is disobedient to his parents, you deprived. The person who is breaking family ties, deprived. In the Hadith Sharif, it comes a person breaks family ties. If a community, a person in that community has broken family ties, the whole community gets deprived of the Rahmat of Allah. This is highlighting the severity of it. Many a times, a person has some something, maybe for example, it's a medical issue. So now he went to the doctor, the doctor, whatever he diagnosed, didn't diagnose, didn't manage to diagnose it, tried something, but still that problem is persisting, so he says, no, you have to go to the specialist now. So he refers him to the specialist. So now he goes to the specialist, that person happens to be a super specialist. So now he's a super specialist and he does all his tests and whatever diagnosis and he comes up with the diagnosis. And the diagnosis now he presents it to the patient and he says, look, this is your remedy. You're going to have to undergo this operation and this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to cut and remove certain limb from you and all the kinds of things that he will now explain. But now because he is a specialist in his field, this patient accepts it completely. He doesn't start questioning it, number one. Number two, he doesn't have any doubt about it. Number three, from that moment, he's already very, very concerned about how to now put this into action. He's already worried, I don't have the money. So how am I going to make it happen? Now, if I'm going to try to get into the public health case of, uh, queue, so now the person says that this is very urgent. So the public queue now, that will take one year before I get my appointment. Then I have to do it privately. Privately, it's going to cost so much now. Where I'm going to make it happen? He's already planning, plotting. Okay, I have to sell my car, I'll sell it now. Why? Because of that specialist diagnosis. And this is the remedy he has given. He has said, look, you want this uh, ailment to now be addressed. You want it to be sorted out. Then this is your prescription. You're going to have to undergo this operation and you're going to be laid out for so long, and this is what's going to be the case. Thereafter, you're going to have to recover over six weeks, and you won't be able to eat all these particular foods, whatever else. So this person is ready for everything. And then he's prepared to pay for it with money he doesn't even have. If he's got a legal issue, so now he went to an attorney, and the attorney gave him some directives, but the attorney says, look, this is a very complicated case. So we better just get some... Uh, senior counsel on the matter. So they get the senior counsel and the senior counsel gives him the advice that look, this, this is the procedure, otherwise forget it. Now that procedure is going to cost him a fortune and already just that advice cost him a fortune also. But when that person gave him that advice, because he is an expert in his field, so now that expert in the field said something, that becomes it for him. And now his whole mind and heart is consumed about how to get that done. Why? Because he's a specialist in the field. He's an expert in the field. He's somebody who is experienced in that field. But yet, many a times it happens that despite the person's experience, despite his expertise, despite whatever knowledge he has of that field, he too sometimes makes mistakes. And it turns out later that this was a misdiagnosis. Happens that expert advice about how this legal problem would get solved, maybe 9 out of 10 he gets it right, but then 1 out of 10 he also makes a mistake. 1 out of 10 later on, that case which he said this is a deal done. You go about it, this procedure, you can take it for granted, you can write it down, that you won the case. And as he come down the steps of the court, he said, I thought you would win, but sorry, he didn't win, but the bill is still in the post story. So what he was so 100% sure about, that you won this case, don't worry, it's yours. But the person comes out losing. That all happens, but yet, he's an expert in the field, a person is ready to take his word. That's it. And he does whatever he says. Now to think about it beyond all this, that there are so many prescriptions that Rasulullah has given. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who Allah ta'ala showed him the realities, 
who received direct wahi from Allah wa ta'ala, who saw the reality of akhirat. Allah ta'ala took him on mi'raj and showed him with his physical eyes he saw what is jannat, saw what was going on in jahannam, saw the torments that are awaiting for a person who disobeyed Allah wa ta'ala and saw all the bounties that are awaiting the one who was obedient to Allah ta'ala. Nabi Islam then gave prescriptions in dunya. Prescriptions. Prescriptions for what? Just as the person who goes to the doctor says, well, I want this ailment to be sorted out, so now the prescription for it. Somebody says, I got this pain, please, what prescription? So a prescription. Or somebody wants this good, better health, what's a prescription? So you want prescription for everything. Nabi Islam gave us prescriptions. Or related to this topic of relationships. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, Man ahabba ayyubsata lahu fi rizqihi wa yunsa'a lahu fi athari falyasil rahimah. Prescription. Prescription for what? The person who wants, now this is the crux of this hadith sharif. The person who wants barakat in his life. Barkat, what does barkat mean? Barkat, the sum total of barkat. The sum total, after all the details of it. The sum total of barkat is that a person gets what really life is all about. That contentment, that peace, that serenity, that peace of heart and mind. That is the essence of it all. Otherwise, if a person owns the world, but he doesn't have this, he's got nothing. So he, barakat of life is, he becomes beloved to Allah Ta'ala. He conducts his life in such a way that Allah Ta'ala loves him. And he is at peace within himself. That is the sum total of the barakat. He is contented, he is peaceful, he is not in a turmoil. Neither externally or internally. That is barakat. So now Nabi Sallallahu is giving the Prescription for barakat. Man ahabba yubsata lahu fi rizqihi. The one who wants barakat in his rizq, in his sustenance. The barakat in the sustenance, that that what a person earns, it serves its purpose. It serves its purpose and it serves it better than that too. Sometimes that little will go such a far way, that another person's excess can't even do half of it. And sometimes that very quantity will just double and treble as Allah wills. So sometimes that same amount, the amount won't suddenly doubling, start doubling. That amount will be the same. But that same amount, how it will stretch to what point? That's in Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat. And sometimes Allah Ta'ala will make it multiply also. It's all in Allah Ta'ala's hands. It's barakat. The person who wants barakat in his risk, that risk will bring about happiness. Whether it's a small quantity or whether it's excess. And otherwise if the barakat is out of it, then that very same thing can become a source of misery. The very same thing can become a source of misery. And then if it is without barakat, the more it becomes, the bigger misery it can become. So now Nabi Islam is giving the prescription. Everybody wants that barakat. The person wants barakat in his risk and barakat in his life. Now again to just refresh those examples in our minds. The person goes to the doctor and the doctor now gives a prescription but now he's not just a doctor, he's a specialist. So now that prescription is it. That is something which now can't be uh, argued with in any way and the person's whole heart and mind is consumed about how to get that done. He goes to that senior counsel for that legal advice but that's it now. Can we imagine the specialist that Rasulullah was? Beyond our imaginations. That specialist who saw with the eye that was receiving wahi, the eye that saw the akhirat, the eye that saw reality. Nabi Islam is giving prescription. The one who wants barakat in his life and barakat in his risk. Where he'll get it? Fal yasil rahimah. Then let him join family ties. Let him maintain family relationships. Now where we started off, this whole life of ours, Allah Ta'ala wants us to maintain two relationships. 
relationship with Allah Ta'ala and relationship with the servants of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala wants us to maintain it. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us all the bonuses and the prescription is coming from Allah Ta'ala through Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. أَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيُ يُوحَىٰ He doesn't speak of his own accord. He speaks with the wahi that Allah Ta'ala reveals upon him. Nabi Islam is giving this prescription. The one wants barakat in his life, barakat in his wealth. Allah ta- Nabi Islam is saying, Fal yasil rahima. The person wants to gain this or strengthen this relationship with Allah Ta'ala. So the relationship with Allah Ta'ala will be strengthened how? Obviously the foundation, there is no compromise in it. The faraiz, the wajibat, the sunnat and Without that, there is no relationship. It's a very, very thin line that we're walking on there. But then a person now, Alhamdulillah, he's fulfilling his faraiz, his wajibat, sunnat and and he's staying away from sin. But now he wants to strengthen his relationship with Allah Ta'ala. So what happens? MashaAllah, the 15th of Shaban comes. And the person, everybody's eager for this, and Alhamdulillah, that's a tremendously great thing. The fact that that thought comes in the heart and mind, that I need to do something, I should do something, I want to strengthen this bond with Allah Ta'ala, this too is a very great ni'mat. Compared to, for example, somebody in his heart and mind comes that I should go and commit some sin. And here somebody is, mashallah, saying that I should make some salah at least, make some tilawat, make some dua. Subhanallah, this is a tremendously great thing. So now why is he doing this? But Why is he spending that extra hours of that night, of the 15th of Shaban, and then now he's Preparing himself mentally also that as the month of Ramadan comes now, I must now get ready to do more ibadat. So why is he doing this? There is some conscience there, some consciousness there that I should build this bond with Allah Ta'ala. I should strengthen this relationship with Allah Ta'ala. So again, Nabi Islam is giving us a prescription that you really want to strengthen it. So for example, somebody who makes tahajjud the whole night, every night, not only Ramadan, not only 15th of Shaban. Whole year round, 365 days, every night he is making tahajjud the whole night. And for how many years? Maybe he lived for, from the time he got Bali, he became Bali at the age of 15, then he lived till 95. So for 80 years of his life, he didn't miss one day's tahajjud, and not for one hour, for two hours, for the whole night. Now can we imagine 80 years of tahajjud the whole night? What extent of relationship this must be strengthening with Allah Ta'ala? We can't imagine. It's beyond our imagination. Now, together with that, together with it, not about, uh, something, now a second example. The same person now, add to that. So this person says, okay, mashallah, this is Allah Ta'ala's tawfiq, but I need to do most. So what more can I do now? So this person says, no, I'm going to fast now every day. The month of Ramadan is farz, obviously. You know, fast in the month of Ramadan. And then the days of Eid, ayam e tashriq it's not permissible to fast, so obviously not going to fast that time. But besides that, he says, the nafil fast throughout the year I'm going to keep. So now the whole night as it is, he's making tahajjud. Now the whole day is going to fast. It's going to be winter sometimes, and sometimes going to be the long, hot summer days also. Can you imagine the extent of the relationship that he's building up with Allah Ta'ala? The whole night in tahajjud, the whole day fasting. Can we, is, is this even possible for us to imagine? There are those servants of Allah Ta'ala who probably do something like this. Few and far between, but there are people like this too. There was one alim that had come from Bangladesh many, many years ago, about maybe, we were still studying at that time, so it was around the late 80s. And we met him, he, was, he had come in with the Jamaat from Bangladesh at that time. His name is not coming to mind now. But, mashallah, he used to fast throughout the year. And, for approximately 35-40 years, he hadn't missed one Tagbir He lived in this time and age. This was in the late 80s. He passed away somewhere in the 90s. So, now can we imagine such a person now? The whole night in Ibadat, the whole day fasting. Now the person says that, no, I need to do something more than this too. So more than this now what? 
So now he starts spending, Allah Ta'ala has blessed him. So he starts spending maybe millions daily in sadaqah. Sadaqah is such a great ibadat. And now he's spending millions daily in sadaqah. Now can we imagine all these things combined? Now this is tremendously beyond our imagination. And at the same time, while it's beyond our imagination, for people like us, we say it's beyond our ability to even achieve it. It's far beyond us to try and achieve something like this. Where are we going to have that ability and strength? So this is the one situation. But now come again to the prescriptions of Rasulullah And again the prescription of Nabi regarding relationship. On one occasion Nabi asked the Sahaba Ikram, Allah ukhbirukum, should I not tell you, bi afdala min darajati salati wa siyami wa sadaqa. That the person who gains a higher position and status, and now who gets the higher position? The person whose relationship is stronger. The person whose relationship is stronger, he gets called further up. Nabi Islam is saying, should I tell you the person whose position is greater than that person who has been the afdalam in darajat is salah. All the nafil salah he's performing the whole night and the whole day also. Wasiyam and he's fasting every day nafil. And sadaqah is spending billions, forget millions. So the Sahaba said, please do tell us. Nabi Islam says, Islahu zatil bain. The person who brings about peace between people. Now what he's doing, he's helping to build relationships. Now there's a problem between two parties, whatever the reason for that problem might be, and problems insan, insan are insan, we also have problems, others have problems too. We also make mistakes, others make mistakes. We have blurted out things by mistake and said things which we regretted. Others have said things they are regretting also. We have done things that we hope, we, have, we wish we had never done. Likewise, others also are sometimes scratching their head that why did I ever do such a thing? They made a mistake too. Now, just as we would hope that our mistake is forgiven, our blunder is overlooked, our wrong is forgotten, that thing we said without thinking, the person, I hope he just forgets about it, it doesn't ever remain in his mind and heart. So others also are wishing the same. So what we want for ourselves, we deal with others. Yes, if there's something that's claimable, something that is a right, some monetary right we have, we are entitled to claim it, by all means, but in a proper manner, but without affecting the relationship. There's one incident that the Mufti Mahmoud Sahabhahmatullahi had once explained, that there was, in fact, as the Thani Rahmatullahi has mentioned this, that there was one incident in India, that there was a problem where two brothers, something had transpired and they decided to now, uh, over some issue, divide their partnership or something, and a dispute took place. So now that dispute, they tried to resolve it, maybe somebody tried to mediate it and whatever else, but after all the efforts, that dispute still didn't get resolved. When the dispute didn't get resolved, so then they finally said, no, we're going to take it to court. And whatever the Qazi, the judge, whatever he will decide, well, that will be the decision. So fine, the matter went to court. Now the court was in the city. And now when the trial came up now, so it was over several days. So now from the village they had to go to the city. So now it will happen that one day in the morning this person, the one brother now, they're living next door to each other. The one brother now would come out with his horse and cart. So as he would come out, the other brother would come out and say, why are you taking yours now? You jump in with me, we're going to the same place. They both have to go and stand in the same court. So you jump in, he says, fine. So they come to court together. Now the trial, the case is going on and in between there's an adjournment for a break, for lunch or whatever. So then they come and sit aside and they're sharing the lunch. And after the lunch is over and now the case comes again, so one person is claiming something, the other person is defending it, whatever is carrying on. The next day now again they come into court, the other brother took out his horse and cart first, 
He said, well, you jumped in today with me. We go together. Eventually, whatever the judgment was, the judgment took place. And uh, according to that, whatever the decision was, it was done. But the relationship throughout that whole procedure remained like this. In fact, this is not how it finished off. That was another incident. Actually, what transpired was that as this case was still ongoing, this is what actually happened, as this case was ongoing, the one brother passed away. When the one brother passed away, the other brother came to the house of his late brother now, whatever, after the janazah and all had been over, and he called for his sister-in-law, his late brother's wife, and he said to her that my dispute was with, was with my brother. He's passed away now. So I'm now, I've got no dispute with anybody else. So whatever I was claiming against him, that's all over now, that's yours now. That was the end of it. This was a dispute also, but the dispute also was handled within the limits of a dispute. It didn't affect the relationship. <coughs> that there's a dispute, the dispute now will get handled. There's a claim, so the claim will be made. person is entitled to claim. If he wants to forgive it, mashallah, that's a very great thing, but he's not obligated to forgive it. He's entitled to make the claim. But making the claim doesn't mean that that claim now has to break any relationship. Yes, if the other party now is breaking the relationship, he's not responsible for it, obviously, then he's not responsible. But now this is the aspect. Now here in this hadith, Nabi Islam is giving us prescription. One was the prescription for the barakat in life, for the barakat in wealth, maintaining family ties. Here the prescription for strengthening the bond and the relationship with Allah Ta'ala. And strengthen the relationship with Allah Ta'ala, Nabi Islam is saying, Greater than all the fast, nafil fast a person can keep. Greater than all the nafil salah a person can perform. Greater than all the sadaqah a person can give. Islahu zatil bain. That he takes the time and effort and works forward towards trying to bring peace between people. Trying to resolve somebody's issue. Trying to reconcile. And Nabi Islam says, فَإِنَّ فَسَادَ ذَاتِ الْبَيْنِ هِيَ الْحَالِقَةِ because dissension, this is something that shaves. Now, dissension does what? Breaks relationship. Dissension breaks relationship. Nabi Islam is saying this dissension shaves. Shaves what? La qulu tahliqu sha'ar. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not talking about shaving hair. Walakin tahliqu deen. It shaves off a person's deen. When dissension comes in, then a person's deen is in danger. Because when the dissension comes and a person doesn't know how to handle a dispute. A dispute is possible. But how to handle that dispute? That dispute can be handled correctly by the person who has that taqwa. Whose relationship with Allah Ta'ala is correct. Then he will handle that dissension correctly. That dispute correctly. Otherwise it becomes dissension. And when dissension comes, then ghibat will come. When dissension comes, then this Mushahin, this shuhan, this malice will come. When dissension comes, then that hasad will come. When dissension comes, then a person will be now, his mind will work towards how to drop the next person. How to make somebody else low. And he will start rejoicing at the next person's fall. Whereas Nabi Sallallahu in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu says, <coughs> Who is a true mu'min? True mu'min, what is his characteristic? That a person is not a true mu'min, he's not a mu'min in the words of the Hadith Sharif, the, ch- the clear translation, that the person is not a believer until he loves for his fellow Muslim what he loves for himself. Now, does he love to fall? Does he love to be downtrodden? Does he love to be a loser? But yet when this dissension comes, he'll be not just rejoicing at somebody else's loss, He'll be even wishing it. He'll be wishing the next person's downfall. All this, what it does, that relationship is then torn and tattered and completely shattered. So these occasions come, Allah Ta'ala is giving us this opportunity. The month of Ramadan is coming clean up now. Clean that utensil. Remove all the dirt. Wash everything out. So that the rahmat fills in. 
مغفرت و اللہ تعالیٰ کمز and a person becomes a recipient of this great of the great virtues of these occasions this will build a bond with Allah Ta'ala this will build a relationship with Allah Ta'ala and now he's in any case in order to gain that he's mended the relationship with people this is that lesson this is what we have to and then together with that the time is already gone but just just to touch on this that the relationship with Allah Ta'ala what breaks it the relationship with allah taala the thing that breaks it so there was a time when shaitan was in the heavens the name of azazil and the relationship he had with allah taala was that there was perhaps no place on the heavens where he didn't make sajda what totally severed this relationship forever pride Pride came in, it is such a sharp sword that severs relationships, that it cuts the relationship with Allah Ta'ala. And this is what pride does. Batarul haq, ghamtun nas. When pride comes, a person rejects the truth. Now somebody is telling him, look, what you're doing is making rivat. Since you don't know, please go from here. You don't know what you're talking. And he knows that I am talking ill of somebody. But who are you to tell me? So he rejects it. So pride keeps breaking the relationship with Allah Ta'ala. It cuts shaitan's relationship such a way that forever he is doomed. Likewise, pride breaks the relationship with the servants of Allah Ta'ala. Pride comes in the way. Why must I humble myself? If he wants, he must come. I won't go to him. And Allah Ta'ala wants us to mend those relationships. So what Allah Ta'ala wants from us is humility. To build a relationship with Allah Ta'ala will require this humility. And to maintain the relationship with Allah's servants also will require humility. Only a humble person can do it. Without humility it won't happen. And likewise, the other thing that breaks relationships, there's no time to go into the details of it, but these are the primary things. Many things as well, but these become the seeds which then give rise to those very thorny trees. There are all kinds of thorny trees. But the seeds are more often than not pride, the kabbur, and the other su'uzzan, badgumani, harboring some suspicion. You say, reading between the lines. Reading between the lines what doesn't exist. Making our own conclusions about things. And then now, a person starts building on that baseless thought that came in his mind and heart, that suspicion, that something which is totally uh, unverified and forget verified, there's nothing to verify, it's baseless. Just something that some thought came in his mind. And that thought came in his mind, he jumped to conclusions, he passed judgment in his heart and mind about it, and he started running with that thought and he started going to what not. And as a result that starts now making him say something, now he said something, that person got a shock, what is he up to? He started retaliating. Now that just further endorsed his thought in his mind. And from one thing to the other, and the next thing that relationship is severed. But, started off from what? But Gumani. So more often than not, these are the roots, these are the seeds. So this is that occasion, these are the occasions, month of Ramadan is at our doorstep, and this 15th of Shaban, very Mubarak night, is right here already with us almost. These are the occasions to really be very, very enthusiastic about. Not that we don't make effort to make ibadat, that must happen. We should try our utmost to do the best we can, as much as we can spend the night in ibadat, etc. But while we are doing that, we must not create the barriers for ourselves or leave the barriers that will deprive us of the rahmat of these occasions. Deprived of us of the makhfirat of Allah Ta'ala, of the mercies of Allah Ta'ala. That is by cleaning ourselves out from all these issues, from that malice, from that pride, from breaking of family ties, from being disobedient to our parents, and all the various other categories that are mentioned in the hadith, which we'll inshallah hear about in the Jummah, etc. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala make us those who truly clean ourselves out and become the servants of Allah Ta'ala, who Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِ Music for a few minutes ago.
enable us to gain the maximum benefit, Ya Allah. Save us from becoming from those who get deprived, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are making sincere tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are making a firm pledge, Ya Allah, that we will now make amends, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you grant us a tawfiq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to see Allah, mend the relationship with you, Ya Allah. Enable us to mend the relationship with your servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, the Mubarak month of Ramadan is at our doorstep, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to reach the Mubarak month with afiyat, Ya Allah. Enable us to spend the entire month in a way that you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. That your rahmat descends upon us, Ya Allah. We attain your maghfirat, Ya Allah. We attain all the great virtues and blessings of the Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have raised their hands with this dua, Ya Allah. All those who asked us to make dua, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You are the know of each one's needs, Ya Allah.